these are different times. There's something going on in the spiritual realm. Whatever goes on in the spiritual realm affects the natural realm. And so as Christians, we ought to always know what it is that we should do to be connected in the spiritual realm. For we are to be more aware of the spiritual realm than anybody else because we're Christians. And so as we continue in this series on the power of our words, It's time for Christians to begin to do a behavior modification. Somebody say amen. amen. Years and years ago, I was licensed by San Diego University in human development. I'd go to schools talking about behavior modification. And now I feel it's time for the church to be excited about behavior modification. And so I come to offer some biblical ways for us to change what is happening in the natural by speaking into the spiritual. Somebody say amen. amen. The power of the spoken word. It can bring life or death. It's all in the tongue. And if you see what's going on in the world today, God has quieted us down. You see people, we're not talking, speaking to each other anymore. We're gazing at a at a phone or an iPad or something that speaks to us rather than we speaking into the environment. And so the devil knows when he quietens our tongue, then in the spiritual realm, not much is going on. And that affects what's going on in the natural realm. And the devil can run rampant because the power of our words in the spirit bring change in the natural. So as Christians, we've got to open our mouths and speak into the atmosphere so that things change. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, I'm here to get it right. And just look at our churches and tell if we're getting it right or not. And because people are energy, the level of energy we bring to God's house is directly related to the number of people in it. And so this morning, we gather to go back to the Gospel of Mark. Mark is an action-packed gospel, a gospel that talks about all the things that Jesus did. Jesus spoke, and then he did. <laughs> we're supposed to speak it, and then we're supposed to do it. Somebody say amen, 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 amen. This is not the time for Christians to be quiet. It's just not. So we're going to Mark again, and we will be working Mark for a while. There are a thousand sermons in every, we call it pericope, in every group of verses in the Bible that we choose to preach from. And so today we go back to Mark, 
chapter 11 to some different verses. Come with me now to Mark 11, verses 12 through 14, and then 19 through 24. Verses 11 through 12 through 14, 11, chapter 11, verses 12 through 14, and 19 through 24. And if you're able, please stand out of reverence for God's holy word. And to listen now for the word of the Lord. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he'd find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. <laughs> he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Verse 19 through 24. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Some of our churches are withering away. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Teacher, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Who did he say? In, in God. So truly I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt, in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass. It will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. I want you to pray with and for me now. Oh God, I stand boldly before thy throne of grace. Consecrate me now. To thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask it. Let the church say amen. 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 Smile at someone this morning, and then smile at someone who's not here that you see. Vision it. Say it. Vision it. See it. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Speak, it. speak it, believe it, believe it. Receive, it. receive it. Hallelujah. S-B-R. Speak it, believe it, receive it. Our general theme is the power of words will change your life life. In summary of 
a series on your words have power, we repeat the fact as the foundation of what we're saying throughout this series on the power of words, the power of words that we speak aloud. We think a lot today. We're becoming a quieter and quieter society, but there's power in what we speak. Beloved, um, God has always known that spoken words have power. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, one through three, it reads, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and then God said, God said, let there be light and there was light. All throughout the creation story, we read about how God spoke the world into existence. Ever since the beginning of time, we see how God's spoken words have power in them. And because we are created in the very image of God, our spoken words have power too. Throughout the Bible, Jesus just gives us great examples of, of how much power our words possess. And let's, let's, look at one, let's look at one example for a minute. We'll look at a few. In the Gospel of Mark, a lesson for today, it says, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go verse for verse. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. Glory to God. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. <laughs> Implying that God can do things in and out of season. <laughs> in response, Jesus said to this fig tree that didn't have no figs on it like it was supposed to. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. You know, when everything had come, he went out of the city, and now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering what Jesus said, he said to him, he said, teacher, look, look, teacher, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. The disciple of Peter was, was just amazed. Peter was was amazed. He hadn't ever seen anything like that. that he, hadn't, he hadn't seen it in action that, that Jesus' outspoken words could have such power. Power to manifest things. Oh, the look on his face must have been a strange look. Peter thinking, how can this be? How can this be as I travel with him, as I walk with him, as I experience the things he can do? How can this be that everything obeys his spoken command? And then as we read on, we see that Jesus was more than, than happy to tell Peter how things work and how his words and his faith affect the outcome of every situation. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. It amazes me how we put faith in people. <laughs> but that ain't what God tells us to do. He says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he or she will have whatever they say. And therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, 
Believe that you receive them and you will have them. And you must remember on last Sunday we said, when you ask, make sure that what you ask is in the will of God, which means the church has to stop being biblically illiterate and know what the will of God is. Somebody say amen. Amen, 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 amen. The will of God, to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Here's the recipe for our words having miracle power. Somebody say miracle. Oh, this is a day when we need some miracles. We need some miracles. This ain't no funny day. This, this, this is a strange time. There's all kind of things going on. We need some miracles. Somebody say miracles. Here we are, the church, and we've forgotten to believe in miracles. Oh, God. He said, believe and then ask. You will receive them. Beloved, beloved, um, Jesus, Jesus, was spelling it out for us because Jesus isn't intimidated in the least by anything that we could ever ask him or declare and decree in his name. There is nothing too big or impossible for the God that we serve. Many times we don't have a miracle because we're not speaking a miracle. Now, you may be thinking a miracle, but he didn't think the world in the form. He spoke the power of the spoken word. Oh, the demon knows the power of the spoken word. He knows it from hip-hop to movies to the face, Facebook, Instagram, Internet. Words. Words that quiet us down and let us listen because we were created to listen and then to say. That's what we were created for. You, you can have anybody tell you that uh, they love you once and never ever say it again. There's something wrong with that. And then you can have nobody tell you that you love you and they don't act like they do. <laughs> Words today have been captivated and taken over by Satan himself while the church sits quietly and we have the power to speak miracles out into the atmosphere. Look at your neighbor say, speak up. Now you ain't got to be a big mouth and you ain't got to be a loud mouth to just say it out loud. Somebody say amen. Jesus said, whatever you ask, ask, when you pray, listen, child of God, even if it seems like a mountain to you, it doesn't matter when or where it happens, speak to your situation. Speak to your situation. Mountain, get out of my way in Jesus' name. Situation, I'm sick of you, you killing me, you taking my joy and my peace. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I will have joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Get thee behind me, Satan. For greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. He will not move until you tell him. Your situation will not change until you tell it. You know what, even if it's a mountain, it doesn't matter. When a word happens, it doesn't matter. Speak to your situation and have faith in God. Believe he'll take care of it. Let it go and let God. Oh my God. Church people hang on to stuff forever. Talking about that happened to me when I was two. How do you know? 
know, cause somebody told me. What? What are you talking about? What, what are you, what? and you still holding on to that? Well, my mama didn't, well, she didn't, and she gone. So what? What are you gonna do? You can't worship your mama. You can't worship your daddy. You got to worship God. You can't worship your friends. You got to worship God. Now what you gonna do? Lord, I refuse to be depressed every single day of my life for I am blessed and highly favored. Look your neighbor say, tell it like it is. So God then says, God says we gotta learn to let go. And then let God. And God will do what he said he'll do. You have to believe that. And don't think that God gonna say yes every time you want him to. God says what he wants to say. Sometimes he said yes, sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait, sometimes he says nothing. He makes you listen for a while. You don't stop listening because he's not going to say nothing because he's always speaking. He wants to teach you to practice the art of listening for his voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. <laughs> oh, we want to listen to everybody in the world. People just talking to people they don't even know, putting their business all out in the atmosphere. God is looking at us and saying, what in the world are you as a Christian doing? Stop gossiping and talking about, let me tell you something. You wanna read the Bible, you wanna read some exciting stories, you wanna read about some miracles, you wanna read about somebody who has in that get excited about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Let's just deal with this because sometimes the hardest part of the whole thing is letting go. Oh, go and say amen. Yeah, I've had my trouble with it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And then I start obsessing over it. That's why I've learned to say, Dilly, and then fill it in with a Christian song. Because the devil wants you to obsess over the things that you can't change, and obsess over the past that you can't fix, and obsess over problems. Dilly, oh, the glory. We give you reverence. I've been doing that for years. Ever since I had all the strokes and all that crazy, I learned I went to a counselor. Mm-hmm, yeah, some of y'all need to go to. You know why I went to the counselor? Because I'm always trying to better myself. She told me, she said, you know, it's something about you that People just like to hug you, and you love to hug them, and you love people so much, but, but every time somebody touches you or says something or hugs you, you know, that's energy. That, that's energy. Even they give you good energy or, or bad energy. And every time you give out, that's, that's energy. So sometimes, when you don't feel like it, just wear one of them pins that got stickers on it. <laughs> what she's saying is if you wanna change some things, you gotta do something. You can't just mope around. You got to do some things, child of God. We have power. Letting go of a thing and giving it to the Lord is, is releasing our faith. And the moment that we let go and rest on God's ability alone, that's faith at work. I've said this before, you know, we all possess and practice faith each and every day. Oh yeah, we do. When you get on a plane with a pilot, you don't even know, sit down, put your seatbelt on and relax. <laughs> That's faith in action. 
when you go to the McDonald's or whatever your favorite place is. I'm an in and out girl myself. When you go to the drive-thru of an eating place and you can't even see your food fixed. You don't even know who's fixing it. You don't know if they dirty or clean. You don't know if they know what they doing or if they don't. But as soon as you pay for it, and you pay for it, you'll get people you don't even know your money, boo. Jesus. You pay for it. As soon as you pay for it, you drive away and you start ingesting it into your body. That's serious faith right there. It's like going to a doctor and taking a pill. You don't even know what the pill is supposed to do. You don't know what it'll do to your body. But you got faith in a, go- in a, in a doctor. I'm not telling you not to take your medicine. Tell your neighbor, say, please take your medicine. You're going to meet some people and you got to say, they did not take their medicine today. I'm not saying it. Don't take your medicine. I'm just saying, look at how we have faith in everything and everybody, and then we can't have faith in God? What is the matter with us? That's faith working. And of course, you know God could perform any miracle with, without us letting go or not. This ain't for him. This for us. He's God all by himself. Don't get arrogant now. He can have a church with you or without you. Don't get arrogant now. Don't get arrogant, don't get arrogant now. It's only when we let go does it release our faith, our belief, and allow God to do what we ask him to do. Somebody say amen. The recipe is it takes faith. Believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go. So let's keep going. When you give your money to someone and ask them to go to the store, we're just going to talk about this a little bit. Because you know the world has gone crazy. Lord have mercy. I hear about men today who don't work and women. Oh, Jesus, help me up in here. And when I was growing up, it was a sin for a man to be lazy. That's all I know. It's a sin for anybody to be lazy. But I tell you one thing, uh, I ain't never thought my house was no free hotel for somebody who don't work. No, no, no. The Bible say, you don't work, you don't eat. That's all I got to say. I got children to feed. If you're coming into my space, better bring it. Yeah, somebody said it. (laughs) But that ain't what we do. We give our money. God help me up in here. Yeah, yeah, we do. We give our money to people to Amazon, to eBay, to all them places. Now it's real convenient to send because you just pick up a tablet and it And we don't even give money to the church of Jesus Christ. Help me up in here. I don't know what's going on. The act of giving your money into the hands of someone else says you believe in them to do what you ask them to do. Well, we need to believe in God. Believe in God even more than we could ever believe in people. In fact, if you really know who God is, you would never put people before him. Oh, good God Almighty. Beloved, Jesus was always using parables and stories to make it easier to understand and remember, to make it more relevant to us. We have no excuse for not knowing the word today because we can read. And if you can't read, you can get it on audio. We all remember the story. You remember the story where Jesus used a small boy. He wants to show you he can use anybody. He's a small boy. 
He found him with a lunch. People were hungry. And the little boy came up with a lunch of two fish and five loaves of bread. Yeah. And the word of God says there were 5,000 men, their wives and their children too. Some people believe it was as many as 20,000 people. Back then, you know, they used to gather by the thousands. But I, I think this miracle took place to, to prove a point. The point is this. When Jesus said, whatever you ask, he meant it. <laughs> he wanted us to know that there was nothing impossible for him. There was nothing out of the range of his father's realm of possibility. I love words. Jesus thought, 20,000 people, two fish, five loaves of bread. Jesus got excited. He got excited. And he asked the boy, let me have it. Say, let it go. And we know the rest. Jesus took what the little boy had and he demonstrated his power. Jesus spoke over the food and overcame all you can eat fish dinners with some leftovers. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody like Jesus. Glory to God. Listen to me, child of God. God is not a God of barely get by. He's an over-the-top, abundant God of, of way too much. He's a more than enough God. Now, isn't it something, too, that, that no matter how many times you hear that story, it never grows old, and that's because it unlocks the ability to believe God for the supernatural in our lives. Somebody say amen. Especially when we relate an amazing miracle like this one in conjunction with what Jesus said in John 14, 12. Also, we find in the Gospel of John 14, 12 an example of our power as Christians when we truly believe in God. It says, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. That one is, do you hear that? Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will not only do the works that I do. Then he goes on, that's, that's tough enough. In fact, he says, you will do greater works. Ooh, Jesus. You will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. Well, see, now you have to understand that Jesus was in the flesh which in a way limited him in so many ways. He came to show us flesh to flesh how things could be done in the miraculous. He came for us to know that we are created in God's image and that even in our flesh, we can make things happen. But he also understood that he had done his job, finished his assignment. It was time for him to go to the Father, sit on the right hand of God, praying for us, 24-7. But then he said, I'm not leaving you alone. <laughs> I'm leaving you with the spiritual power that I had. See, it just wasn't my flesh that made things happen. It was the Holy Ghost within me that made things happen. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now my question is, how can you call yourself a Christian and not want to receive and the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit? How can you call yourself a Christian and not want what Jesus left you with? How can you be a Christian and things are not happening? You know, the church is just going dormant. It just... It's just, it's just lifeless. It's just, it don't create nothing. 
You got to do something for things to be different. And, and we live in yesterday. It's so sad when we talk about what we used to be. God cares about all that. He wants to know what you're doing today. <laughs> he wants to know what you're doing today. <laughs> he wants to know what you're doing when he comes again. That day, that time, that season. So now we must remember those words and know that when Jesus said he was going to the Father, he also said that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in us and we would have power. Christians, this morning I want you to listen up. I want you to know, beloved, that God has a plan. We grow up with people ask what you want to be when you grow up. You should be asking him, what does God want you to be when you grow up? God has a plan for each one of us who calls ourselves Christians. If you're not going to do the Christian walk, then just stop saying it. You can't say you're a teacher and never teach. You can't say you're a doctor and never doctor. You can't say you're a lawyer and never lawyer. And you can't say you're a Christian and never Christian. God is making a new life. And not a day goes by that he's not trying to make us better. God will never leave you the way he found you. The worst thing a Christian can say is, I always been this way. Well, then you don't know God. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he'll never leave you the way he found you. Being a Christian is a growth process that goes on each and every day. We get better and better and better. More grace, more grace, more glory, more glory. Stays the same if you know the God that I'm talking about. So just stop thinking of saying I'm a Christian. That's not enough. Start being a Christian. Start being a Christian. Start acting out the life of a Christian. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it and nothing will be too much for you. Let your neighbor say, don't knock it if you ain't tried it. Trust and believe that God can and that God will and enter into his rest. There is no rest like the rest of being in faith. God. When you have faith in God, he will give you a peace that passes all understanding. He will give you a joy that is unspeakable. Enter into his rest and his peace. So as I close, beloved, with God's help, there is nothing that cannot be overcome. There is nothing too big. There is nothing too small that we may face that God doesn't care about. If you have a need this morning, he stands with open arms, ready to deliver it. He's ready to bring the miracles he longs to give each and every one of us but it's locked up in the heavenlies. You can't receive a gift and not open it. It's locked up in the heavenlies until you ask and you believe. And then you receive. The songwriter says, I shall have what I decree, that means what I say with my mouth, 
Every time you say, I don't have no money, well, you don't have no money. Every time you say, I've always had a problem with weight, then you're going to always have one. Every time you say, my children get on my last nerves, they're going to be getting on your last nerves all the time. Every time you say, I wish I was more. You know, I'm not all that. I'm not, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. You'll never know. You'll never know until you become who God says that you are. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am the giver, not the borrower. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. Blessed in the morning. Blessed in the noonday. I'm blessed at night. God takes care of me. You don't know. You don't know what I know about what the Lord has done for me. And I'll tell it. I'll tell it. I'll tell it. God's been good to me. Better than I've been to myself. I'll tell it. I shall have what I decree. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, I believe it belongs to me. Songwriter. Say one more, believe it. So I'm going to speak. Well, see, we, we Christians, we don't live in the natural more than we live in the spiritual. We are spirit beings. We are spirit beings. Spirit about this a little more next Sunday. We live in a world that talks about intellect, 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 head knowledge, head knowledge, head knowledge. Some of the craziest people in the world are geniuses. I'm not talking about head knowledge. Head knowledge is good. Ignorance is bad. But I'm talking about spirit, connection. You see, when you seek God first, everything else is going to fall into place. You're going to be smart enough. You're going to be beautiful enough. You're going you're gonna to be strong enough. You're going to be creative enough. So I'm going I'm to speak. Not to you. I'm going to speak into the atmosphere. Whatever God has decreed you, speak it into the atmosphere. Because sometimes you can lay your hands on yourself this time. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Because you shall have what you decree. You have to believe it belongs. Speak with your mouth. So I'm going to speak into the atmosphere. You got to open up your mouth, beloved. Speak. 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 There will be peace in my decree it in Jesus name me and my children shall all be saved I decree it and I believe it I am healed of arthritis Arthur you are not my friend get thee behind me in the name of Jesus I speak a deliverance of evil spirits over my, put a name on it, I speak power 
speak life. I will live. I shall not die. Sing it, choir. I shall have. Believe that, because it's real. The devil got us our mouth shut. Nothing happens until a Christian speaks. Because I shall have what I decree. It works. Try it. Not for one day. Try it. Over and over and over and over and over again. Speak into the atmosphere. Speak it. Let's see what I brought us today. I gave it out. Declare this today. I speak the word of God over my life and my circumstances today. I will not be destroyed. I will not be defeated. I will not be bound. I speak the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. He lays me down in green pastures and leaves me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Today my soul is restored. No harm will come near me or my family. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Say it. We are covered and kept under the blood of Jesus. healing and deliverance and recovery and restoration over my life in the mighty name of Jesus oh Christian God is commanding the blessing over me and you right now the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thy hast and all that your hands touch I declare that this is my set time. I decree and declare this is my season. I decree and declare the best is yet to come. I decree and declare that God left me here because he's not through with me. Hallelujah. This is my time and my season to be abundantly blessed. They say they've never, ever had as many deaths as they're having today. Of every age. It's getting late. You better speak up. Look at your neighbor and say, speak up. You're a Christian. Speak up. Yeah. 
manifest. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Wow.